the Avengers. That's what we call ourselves. Earth's Mightiest Heroes. I have an army. We have a Hulk. comics we're going to be talking about um black bolt and also crossing that with what um, i was seeing in james chapter 1 verse 19 through 20 i'm um, talking about quick to hear and slow to speak um black bolt is a, a character that's been around since 1965 um his first appearance was in i believe fantastic four issue 45 um he was made by stan lee and jack kirby and he's not really a mutant but an inhuman and um even recently with all the uh, licensing with the uh, X-Men for Di um, for Fox and Disney, which Disney, you know, just bought them, but they couldn't use the X-Men, so they were going to use actually the group that Black Bolt was with, the Inhumans, to replace all the X-Men in the comics. So he's actually um, a leader and a king of this place called Adelan, where all the um, Inhumans are. And so they have this Terrigen Mist that actually makes them develop their powers if they have the gene in them to, you know, become an inhuman. But if you take the mist and you're not an inhuman, it actually can kill you. And so it's usually people are a little older when they take that Terrigen mist, but Black Pole actually took it as a baby. So it made him like super duper strong. Um, he had actually has this power where he can um, speak and actually destroy a continent. So if he says like, hey, hold up, like everybody's gone off of North America. And so it's just like, so he has to really be careful when he speaks. Matter of fact, when he was a baby, like everybody in the, the country that he was in, they were actually scared of him because he was so powerful. And so his dad had actually put him in a soundproof bubble. So when he cried, he would destroy everything. And he also had to learn how to control um, talking in his sleep so that, you know, he would wake up and there was nobody there but him and everybody else is blown up. So he, uh, really has to watch what he says or when he says something or it has to be really important when he says something and so he has other ways to communicate he can't actually talk but he knows that if he does talk it could destroy um everybody around him that he cares about um even in the comics it actually happened to his parents he actually ended up killing his parents on accident uh, because they were in a Kree ship but i thought about that and how um that could apply to like how important like our words can be like our words can actually um, destroy like we have um, the power in our tongue of you know to speak death to life to people and um, you know one side of your tongue you can say you're hired and another part you can say you're fired and so it's just like different things you can it can root for somebody to do something and, and, and give them positive reinforcement or you can give them negative or you know so you can say certain things that can either help or hurt somebody and so if we thought from the aspect of like black ball uh, like our words have power that could help or destroy we would really start doing like he did and really watch what I say but or what we say excuse me and so it's just like very interesting to me because if we took it like when we tweet or we put things on Instagram or say things on Facebook or just you know what I'm saying whenever we say things um, how much that could really help or hurt like will we take more time to think about it 
And so the Bible in James 19 and uh, 20, James 1, 19 and 20, excuse me, it talks about um, being quick to hear and slow to speak. And I want to kind of unpack that a little bit today. Um, I kind of wanted to make this like a mini series because the next part I want to talk about controlling our tongue. But um, it just, uh, it amazes me like this character, like how he doesn't say anything, even like one of his superpowers is that he has, um, can call upon knowledge at, in an instant when he needs it. So he has something to say, but can't he say it? You know, and I wonder how, like, taxing that could be, you know, in a relationship, not being able to say anything, um, you know what I'm saying, or just getting excited and saying anything, or he goes to a football game and the ref makes a bad call against the team that he likes, and everybody in the stadium is just blown away. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like this. So he has no way to verbally react to something. You know what I'm saying? And so if we took that away from us, like how much of a life could we really uh, have? I, You know, I believe that it's a, it's a good lesson to see in that. Because one thing, like especially with my kids, I always talk to them. I say, um, when you talk, that's the way your brain goes to the bathroom. Um, a lot of times it's just waste coming out of your brain because everything that we say is not really something that has any nutritional value. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, your brain just flushes and you just start talking. Um, I also think it's funny how God designed us as humans. It's funny we have two ears and one mouth. And it's just like, I, so even like by the designs of our body, we're supposed to listen two times as much as we talk. But you know how it is, man. We, we do more talking than we do listening. Um, because there's been plenty of times in my life, I don't know about you, but you know what I'm saying? I've had uh, foot and mouth disease or some things that I said that I wish I would have thought about a little bit longer than than what I did. And it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Especially like you try to talk to a girl and the wrong thing comes up. Um, you know, I wish I could have a bungee cord on the last sentence I said and just pull it right on back and put it back. I'll have a boomerang on it. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's been plenty of times I had diarrhea of the mouth and just kept talking when I should have been just listening. So, um, that's why I think James is like one of my favorite books in the Bible. Um, so what we pick up in the book of James is, um, in verse 19. Fun fact about James, he's actually, uh, Jesus's half brother. Um, cause you know, God, the father, his dad, marries his mom, you know, so they got different dads, but, um, it's a big, you know what I'm saying? It's a big difference in dads, but anyway, um, so we go to verse 19. And it says, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. And the thing that's interesting about this verse, it doesn't say, hey, every guy, hey, everybody that's good at listening, hey, everybody that likes to listen, or hey, everybody that has time to listen. Like, it says, every person. Like, you know, we all have to have the ability to be able to listen. Like, it's a mandate for all of us, not just big, you know, big adults, little kids, um, men, women. Like, it's no distinction. It says every person. It's just like, you know, how you see it. Come all ye faithful. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's in Christmas time coming together. Like, this is talking about every person. Be quick to hear. Slow to speak. And slow to anger. So, we're going to talk about that for a little bit. Um, the first thing we're going to talk about is um, being able to be uh, people that are quick to hear. 
Now we're talking about listening. Like, you know, a lot of times you hear like, you know, those old married couples on TV. Well, he just doesn't listen to me. And like, my husband just doesn't listen to me and stuff like that. Um, a lot of times, like people don't understand about listening. Um, it takes an act of uh, humility. And so like being quick to hear is not like listen right quick and go back to what you were doing. Or like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to just listen for a second and then run out right quick. No, it means that, you know, you're, you're amped up to listen to somebody. Um, when somebody really listens, um, it's, it's an act of humility. Like, I'm willing to forego what I have to say to hear what you have to say. And it's not one of those things that, you know what I'm saying, we do nowadays where people be like, oh, I'm listening to you, but I'm still playing my Xbox. Like, you're not really listening. You hear me, but you're not really listening to me. And it's just, oh, it's like you're still texting while somebody's talking. I think that's just, like, the rudest thing in the world. Like, you, you can't, uh, you know, you can't do two things at once. Multitasking is a lot. You, uh, either you're doing one thing right or you're doing everything off. And so it's just like when we are like diverting our attention to two different ways, like there's no way, because even though yeah, you have two eyes, two ears, and you can look in two directions at once if you have like googly eyes or something, but you only have one brain. And so your thought processes, you know what I'm saying, only can focus on one thing. Like, you know, like think about how hard you got to concentrate and pat your, your head and rub your stomach at the same time let alone like trying to listen to two things at the same time, somebody's not going to be heard. And so when you really care about what somebody's saying and you're actively listening, you know what I'm saying? You're really putting your attention on that person versus like, you know what I'm saying? Waiting to talk. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we'll talk about that in a minute. But a lot of times we're um, not able to hear the other person because we're already amped up and put what we have to say in the chamber and ready to fire. Um, a lot of times when we witness, we do that. Um, we don't ask questions. We already give answers. Like, we walk up in there, or oh, you're not saved, and we just start, like, you know, having a Tommy gun with the, the word, and we just, like, doo -doo 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 -doo, hitting everybody in the room versus just asking the person, well, what do you, um, well, why, you know, how are you doing? Why don't you believe in this? And let them explain themselves. Because one thing I learned from a pastor a long time ago was the person that asked the questions controls the conversation. Or even like doing podcasts like this, when you interview somebody, you always ask, you listen intently when you ask a question. Like when you ask a question, it should lead, like, you know, somebody, like, let's say, for example, if I was interviewing R. Kelly after the recent events he had for the accusations that are against him about, you know, what he was doing, what we're not going to get into. But I was asking questions and I was like, so did you do it? And he'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, okay, so what were you thinking when you made a chocolate factory? So I was just ready. I'm going through my list of questions versus like going deeper into the fact, okay, this dude just admitted that he did what he did. Like, you know what I'm saying? And like a lot of times we have a, um, you do an interview, you're supposed to be asking the questions on behalf of your audience. Like what did they want to, if they were in your position to ask this um, question to that person, um, those are the questions you're supposed to ask, not necessarily go through a list. Like, you know what I'm saying? So when you're actively listening, like you can get answers versus just like trying to, diagnosed for everything think about it for a second if you went to the doctor you told him you had a headache but he's doing something to you you know put an ace bandage around your ankle because the last person you know that came in there they needed an ace bandage so he's going to give everybody an ace bandage no you want that doctor to listen to you even more so take it past just the um past the physical like we expect god to listen like we pray we have um we come to him to bring something to him to address that's a problem for us we expect him to be there to listen like we expect god to you know be sitting by you know the prayer hotline like he's like batman and, J and commissioner gordon gonna call at any moment 
Like we want God to answer our prayers and hear him right when we ask for him. Oh, you know what I'm saying? And so, or like when you go to the police station, even that's underneath the God. As importance is just like you expect them to listen to your problem and you know what I'm saying, address your problem from what they heard versus like, you know, nobody doesn't want to be not listened to. But we always not listening to somebody else. That's bad English. But anyway, it's just like, you know what I'm saying, we don't want to give that courtesy to anybody else. Well, if we're children of God and we always expect God to listen, we're supposed to be good listeners as well. Because a lot of times um, I heard somebody say that um, uh, at times a, a good question is better than a, a good answer. Because a lot of times you give that person the opportunity to talk and, and, and say what that's going on with them. A lot of times that solves their problem. Because a lot of times people don't have anybody to listen to. And I know in the society, um, we look for talk shows. We don't listen, look for listening shows. Like we don't sit there and watch somebody listen. Like we want to hear somebody say something. Or we watch like sports now. Like sports center is not just the score anymore. We want to hear everybody's opinion to see if it lines up with ours. Like everybody wants to give their opinion. Um, we see here in the Bible in Proverbs 18 and 2, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his own opinion. Like we don't want to hear what other people have to say. We want to express what we have to say. Some people will ask you how they doing, so you ask them how they doing, so they can tell you how they're doing. Versus just like, hey man, I'm really concerned about you. Hey, man, what's going on with you? I ain't heard from you in a minute. So we gotta be better listeners. Um, especially like when we pray, like a lot of times we're going through a, a bucket list of things we want God to fix, but we never want to hear what God has to say to us. Like, you know, it's a one-way conversation. Like, we act like God's a vending machine. Like, we put a we put a prayer request in and he gives us something that we want back. Like, after we hit a couple buttons, oh yeah, I pray for you, hallelujah, bam, give me what I want. Like, you know what I'm saying? We treat God like that versus just spending time with him and listening to the things that he has to say or listening to, you know what I'm saying, uh, a black dude, you know, I'm talking about comic books, uh, sharing the word of God through that venue that way. Well, you know what I'm saying? We don't want to do those things. We just want the results. Like, you know what I'm saying? But we want to be heard at the same time. But as children of God, we have to be like our father and listen to other people. And that's something big that we have to learn how to do. You're supposed to listen two times as much as you talk. That's what your ears show versus your mouth. And even still, if we go further in Proverbs 18 and go to verse 13, it is one gives an answer before he hears it is his folly and shame. So it, it talks about this a lot in the Bible about us listening. Like, you know, a lot of times when they have big uh, announcements in the Old Testament, hear ye or hear ye, O Israel, and stuff like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? We're supposed to be listening or hearkening to those calls. So we're going to talk about um, being slow to speak. Um, being able to slow to speak, excuse me. Um, and we can see this again in uh, Proverbs was 17 and 27. It says, whoever refrains his words has knowledge. And he who has a cool, uh, cool spirit is a man of understanding. And then in verse 28, it says, Even a fool who keeps a silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he's deep in intelligence. So a lot of times we start talking. And, you know, I remember um, me and my wife, when we first got uh, first were dating, we didn't even get together. I was still trying to, you know what I'm saying, find my way into her life like that. And so, you know, she was trying to fill me out. So she told me, well, you know, you need to buy this book by Joyce Myers called Battlefield of the Mind. And so, you know, I really wanted to be with her. And I was into reading anyway. So I re we was reading the book to each other each night. 
until she stopped. And she still hasn't finished reading that book to this day. And it's been like 12, 13 years. So I don't even know what happened. But I ended up finishing the book. But I thought it was really a blessing because it talked about um, this lady. She was uh, going to her party and her husband, you know, he really didn't talk when they went to the social gatherings. And so he, uh, you know, he went to the party and like, you know, the same field of, uh, of work that he had, everybody was talking about, you know, this, that, and the third about their job. And so his wife was looking at him like nudging, like, say something, say something. And so when they got in the car to go home, she was like, they were, t- they were talking about the same job you were, and, uh, you know, you were way better at what, you know, it had more to give to the conversation than they did, but you didn't say anything. He was like, because now they know nothing I know, but I know everything that they know. And so a lot of times it's good to be reserved because, again, like, uh, you know, we give opinions too fast. I remember, um, like, you think about, um, you know, even like against the R. Kelly situation, you think about Ray Rice with his situation. Remember before we saw the video, like how we judged the whole situation, it wasn't really a big deal. But then after we saw the video, we were like, oh man, like we got to put him in jail. But we were so quick to judge the first time without evidence, but the video made our judgment change. And so a lot of times we speak out of turn without knowledge that we're so quick to give our opinion. Like, you know what I'm saying? But our opinion is only guided by the understanding that we have. But nobody wants to wait for wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. We just want to start talking. And, you know, even in a fool, if you sit back in the back and don't say anything, you get all the knowledge from everybody else. You can leave out the room smarter than when you came in there because you learned something. Like we pass judgments about people because of snippets that we hear from them in a song. Or we hear, like, snippets from, a, a, you know you know, an interview they've done or, or just a, a clip of, you know, a picture of their tweets that they make. And we judge a whole person, whether good or bad, off of a little bit of information that we have versus just letting the spirit lead us and letting us grow in, in wisdom. Because a lot of times we don't want to wait. We just want to talk. Like, we let our, like, you know what I'm saying? We need to buy, like, two pairs of shoes when we go to Foot Locker or something like that. We need two for our feet, two for our mouth. Because we need one shoe for each lip. Because all we do is run our mouth. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everything... It's like, you know, we got to give our stance on it. But everybody doesn't need a stance all the time. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of stuff that we give stance on. And just be honest, it's a little hanging fruit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's easy to talk about the pedophile on that was in the news. Like, yeah, but you don't want to say nothing to the guy next door about, you know, sharing the gospel with them. You just want to keep walking past them. But you want to talk junk about everybody else. Or you want to talk about why this church isn't good and why this one isn't good. Instead of just trying to have a conversation and realize, you know, because I used to do that too, like judging people and saying everything out my mouth. Like, it's always funny. It's easy to judge somebody about a certain type of sin when you don't know anybody like that. But if one of your kids were like that, would you talk about them like that? Probably not. Like, you know what I'm saying? If it was your spouse, would you talk about them like that? Like, you know, what's the guy, Hosea, when his wife was uh, sleeping around? I bet you he didn't have the same comments about prostitutes when his wife was doing it. It's always easy to talk about stuff when you're disconnected from it. And like when people give such harsh opinions, it's an easy sign to show you're not really connected and you're not really ministering to those people. Like let's think about if Jesus was walking around, coming down from heaven, being perfect, and had everything to say about what everybody was doing wrong. He didn't come just to do that. He came to fix it. And he came to help and uh, give people freedom in him. Not just necessarily show them, okay, you're wrong, because we're all wrong. Like, you know what I'm saying? We gossip so easily. We say things about people we don't even know. But if we saw them in person, 
Like, you know what I'm saying? We wouldn't say the same thing. Not saying that we're scared of them, but you don't, you're not inhuman. Like, you're just going to say mean stuff just to be mean. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, we do this thing because we don't know these people. We just talk ramble and ramble on and on about stuff versus having conversations that mean something. Or, you know what I'm saying? Conversations with people that will really change their life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Versus just like, oh, man, well, I'm just going to talk about this because this, that, and the third. Well, this is what I don't like, so everybody has to hate it. Like, you know what I'm saying? We need to slow down with how much we speak about random things. And the last part we're going to talk about today is like slow to anger. And a lot of times, anger stems from the fact of not getting our way or, you know, or not being hurt. Um, you know, we get mad, like, you know, everybody loves God as long as everything's going fine. But when we start praying because something's going wrong and stuff ain't moving, we get angry with God. Like, if people don't move fast enough, we get angry with them. We get mad at people in traffic. Knowing good and well that, you know, traffic is the same day, time every day, especially like living in the 757. You know when the shipyard get out, there's about to be some traffic and you want to get mad because everything's moving slow. Or you late for work and you mad because everybody else ain't going, uh, or moving the way you want them to. Like you have a, a, a choreographed ballet, like everybody's supposed to just move out the way. Like, you know what I'm saying? We usually get angry when things don't go our way. Um, especially in a conversation, like, you know, when you witness to somebody that doesn't believe the same thing as you, we get angry. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, goodwill, we didn't always believe the same things that we believe now either. Like, we had to grow into it. And a lot of times, like, you know, my brother used to tell me that a lot. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you start getting angry, that I means you're putting yourself in there. You're not relying on the spirit. You're relying on yourself. So you're exhausted or you've exhausted yourself and you're not seeing results and you're not seeing reciprocity. So now you're upset. Like, you know what I'm saying? You give energy, you get positive energy, you want positive energy back, but everybody's not going to believe the same thing that you believe. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's the truth. Like, everybody don't want Christ, which is a shame, but it's the truth. Like, you know what I'm saying? And some people are not going to see it the same way that you see it. And not going to see it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you might be the one that plants and somebody else might water that seed. How to get the increase. But we want all of it right in one second. Like, you know, you put the plant in the ground, you expect corn to pop up right there. So it's just like, you know, we get angry and frustrated, but it's a lack of patience a lot of times with people. Like, you know, your job is to deliver. Like, you know what I'm saying? I've had the mailman drop off bills in my house that was substantial. Like, they were they were, they were up there. And you know what I'm saying? You know, he never knew what they were. His job was just to deliver the mail. So he just delivered it and walked off. The same thing with you. If you're delivering Christ to somebody, they don't want it. What they do with that envelope and that letter, that's up to them. Like, you just did what God told you to do and delivered. So a lot of times we take things too personal as far as, like, when we say something. Because we act like, you know, you know, people weren't mad with Jesus when he was talking about the things of heaven. And then, like, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, people let them him know what they thought of what he said. But Jesus just walked off a couple times. All right. He told him to kick the dust off your shoes. So... We're going to continue this conversation a little bit more because the book of James talks about like controlling our tongue. We might just hang out in the book of James for a while too. Um, I appreciate y'all listening. A couple of in-house things. Um, we also are sharing the videos on YouTube if you want to find us up there. Also, if this podcast has been a blessing to you, um, please share it with other people um, so we can, um, you know, be an effective witness to other people or be a blessing or you know what I'm saying just give somebody something to laugh at um, again continue to listen to um, Rick's podcast on Fridays um, 
the last two he did was uh, the Mike Tyson one. That one was dope. And the one about Jamaica was dope, too. I don't know about me snorkeling. I'd probably be still wherever that water was. I'm part of the, uh, you know, probably singing back around to Sebastian and Little Mermaid or something because I sure enough can't swim. So, um, yeah, please check those out. Um, if you like to support, um, whether it's sharing, um, send us a voice message, like we like to pray for you and all that good stuff. Um, if you would like to support the channel financially so we can get some better equipment, that would be dope as well. But if not, like, you know what I'm saying, the fact that you're listening is really blessing us so much. Like, it, I'm excited to actually do these things. Um, we'll continue talking about um, dealing with the tongue. We're also going to finish doing the uh, Mistress of Death, Scrooge McDuck. Uh, uh, Mistress Death versus Scrooge McDuck. Scrooge McDuck versus Mistress Death, I said it backwards. Um, on Psalms 49, um, we're going to continue doing that one. But again, um, this has been Brothers of Thunder Podcast. I hope y'all are blessed for the rest of the day, blessed for the rest of the year, blessed for the rest of your life, because um, I'm just rambling randomly, saying things, but God bless y'all, y'all have a good day. To be continued on tomorrow's The Transformers. The Avengers, that's what we call ourselves, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. I have an army. We have a Hulk. Today on Christ Through Comics, we're going to be talking about um, Black Bolt and also crossing that with what um, I was seeing in James chapter 1, verse 19 through 20. I'm talking about quick to hear and slow to speak. Um, Black Bolt is a, a character that's been around since 1965. Um, his first appearance was in, I believe, Fantastic Four issue 45. Um, he was made by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, and he's not really a mutant. But in a human and um even recently with all the uh licensing with the uh x-men for Di um for fox and disney which disney you know just bought them but they couldn't use the x-men so they were going to use actually the group that black bolt was with the inhumans to replace all the x-men in the comics so he's actually um a leader and a king of this place called adeline where all the um inhumans are and so they have this terrigen mist that actually makes them develop their powers if they have the gene in them to, you know, become an inhuman. But if you take the mist and you're not an inhuman, it actually can kill you. And so it's usually people are a little older when they take that Terrigen mist, but Black Bolt actually took it as a baby. So it made him like super duper strong. Um, he had actually has this power where he can um, speak and actually destroy a continent. So he says like, hey, hold up. Like everybody's gone off of North America. And so it's just like, so he has to really be careful when he speaks. Matter of fact, when he was a baby, like everybody in the, the country that he was in, they were actually scared of him because he was so powerful. And so his dad had actually put him in a soundproof bubble. So when he cried, he would destroy everything. And he also had to learn how to control um, talking in his sleep so that, you know, he would wake up and there was nobody there but him and everybody else is blown up. So he, uh, really has to watch what he says or when he says something or it has to be really important when he says something 
And so he has other ways to communicate. He can't actually talk, but he knows that if he does talk, it could destroy um, everybody around him that he cares about. Um, even in the comics, it actually happened to his parents. He actually ended up killing his parents on accident uh, because they were in a Kree ship. But I thought about that and how um, that could apply to like how important like our words can be. Like our words can actually um, destroy. Like we have um, the power in our tongue of you know to speak death to life to people. And um, you know one side of your tongue you could say you're hired. In another part you could say you're fired. And so it's just like different things you can it can root for somebody to do something and, and, and give them positive reinforcement or you can give them negative or you know so you can say certain things that can either help or hurt somebody and so if we thought from the aspect of like black folk of like our words have power that could help or destroy we would really start doing like he did and really watch what i say but or what we say excuse me and so it's just like very interesting to me because if we took it like when we tweet or we put things on instagram or say things on facebook or just you know what i'm saying whenever we say things um how much that could really help or hurt like will we take more time to think about it? and so the bible in james 19 and uh, 20 james 1 19 and 20 excuse me it talks about um, being quick to hear and slow to speak and i want to kind of unpack that a little bit today um i kind of wanted to make this like a mini series because the next part i want to talk about controlling our tongue but um it just uh it amazes me like this character like how he's doesn't say anything even like one of his superpowers is that he has um, can call upon knowledge and in an instant when he needs it so he has something to say but can't he say it you know and I wonder how like taxing that could be you know in a relationship not being able to say anything um you know what I'm saying or just get excited and say anything or he goes to a football game and the ref makes a bad call against the team that he likes, and everybody in the stadium is just blown away. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like this. So he has no way to verbally react to something. You know what I'm saying? And so if we took that away from us, like, how much of a life could we really uh, have? I, You know, I believe that it's a, it's a good lesson to see in that. Because one thing, like, especially with my kids, I always talk to them. I say, um, when you talk, that's the way your brain goes to the bathroom. Um, a lot of times it's just waste coming out of your brain because everything that we say is not really something that has any nutritional value. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, your brain just flushes and you just start talking. Um, I also think it's funny how God designed us as humans. It's funny we have two ears and one mouth. And it's just like, I, so even like by the designs of our body, we're supposed to listen two times as much as we talk. But you know how it is, man. We, we do more talking than we do listening. Um, because there's been plenty of times in my life, I don't know about you, but you know what I'm saying? I've had uh, foot and mouth disease or some things that I said that I wish I would have thought about a little bit longer than than what I did. And it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Especially like you try to talk to a girl and the wrong thing comes up. Um, you know, I wish I could have a bungee cord on the last sentence I said and just pull it right on back and put it back. I'll have a boomerang on it. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, it's been plenty of times I had diarrhea in the mouth and just kept talking when I should have been just listening. So, um, that's why I think James is like one of my favorite books in the Bible. Um, 
So what we pick up in the book of James is um, in verse 19. Fun fact about James, he's actually uh, Jesus' half-brother. Um, because, you know, God the Father is his dad, Mary's his mom, you know, so they got different dads. But um, it's a big, you know what I'm saying, it's a big difference in dads. But anyway, um, so we go to verse 19. And it says, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Now, the thing that's interesting about this verse, it doesn't say, hey, every guy, hey, everybody that's good at listening, hey, everybody that likes to listen, or hey, everybody that has time to listen. Like, it says, every person. Like, you know, we all have to have the ability to be able to listen. Like, it's a band-aid for all of us, not just big, you know, big adults, little kids, um, men, women. Like, it's no distinction. It says every person. It's just like, you know, how you see it. Come all ye faithful. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's in Christmas time coming together. Like, this is talking about every person. Be quick to hear. Slow to speak. And slow to anger. So, we're going to talk about that for a little bit. Um, the first thing we're going to talk about is um, being able to be uh, people that are quick to hear. Now, we're talking about listening. Like, you know, a lot of times you hear, like, you know, those old married couples on TV, well, he just doesn't listen to me, and, like, my husband just doesn't listen to me, and stuff like that. Um, a lot of times, like, people don't understand about listening. Um, it takes an act of uh, humility. And so, like, being quick to hear is not, like, listen right quick and go back to what you were doing. Or like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to just listen for a second and then run out right quick. No, it means that, you know, you're, you're amped up to listen to somebody. Um, when somebody really listens, um, it's, it's an act of humility. Like, I'm willing to forego what I have to say to hear what you have to say. And it's not one of those things that, you know what I'm saying, we do nowadays where people be like, oh, I'm listening to you, but I'm still playing my Xbox. Like, you're not really listening. You hear me, but you're not really listening to me. And it's just, oh, it's like you're still texting while somebody's talking. I think that's just like the rudest thing in the world. Like you, you can't, uh, you know, you can't do two things at once. Multitasking is a lie. You uh, either you're doing one thing right, or you're doing everything off. And so it's just like when we are like diverting our attention to two different ways. Like there's no way because even though yeah, you have two eyes, two ears, and you can look in two directions at once if you have like googly eyes or something, but you only have one brain, and so your thought process is you know what I'm saying, only can focus on one thing, like, you know, like, think about how hard you got to concentrate and pat your, your head and rub your stomach at the same time, let alone, like, trying to listen to two things at the same time, somebody's not going to be heard, and so when you really care about what somebody's saying, and you're actively listening, you know what I'm saying, you're really putting your attention on that person, versus, like, you know what I'm saying, waiting to talk, like, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, we'll talk about that in a minute, but a lot of times we're, um, not able to hear the other person because we're already amped up and put what we have to say in the chamber and ready to fire. Um, a lot of times when we witness, we do that. Um, we don't ask questions. We already given answers. Like we walk them in there, or you're not saved, and we just start like, you know, having a Tommy gun with the, the word, and we just like hitting everybody in the room, versus just asking the person, well, what do you, um, well, why, you know, how are you doing? Why don't you believe in this? And let them explain themselves. Because one thing I learned from a pastor a long time ago was the person that asks the questions controls the conversations. Or even like doing podcasts like this, when you interview somebody, you always ask, you listen intently when you ask a question. Like when you ask a question, it should lead, like, you know, somebody, like, let's say, for example, if I was interviewing R. Kelly after the recent events he had for the accusations that are against him about, you know, what he was doing, what we're not going to get into. 
but I was asking questions. And I was like, so did you do it? And he was like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so what were you thinking when you made a chocolate factory? So I was just ready. I'm going through my list of questions versus like going deeper into the fact, okay, this dude just admitted that he did what he did. Like, you know what I'm saying? And like a lot of times we have a, um, you do an interview, you're supposed to be asking the questions on behalf of your audience. Like what did they want to, if they were in your position to ask this um, question to that person, um, those are the questions you're supposed to ask, not necessarily go through a list. Like, you know what I'm saying? So when you're actively listening, like you can get answers versus just like trying to diagnose for everything. Think about it for a second. If you went to the doctor, you told him you had a headache, but he's doing something to you, you know, put an ace bandage around your ankle because the last person, you know, that came in there, they needed an ace bandage. So he's going to give everybody an ace bandage. No, you want that doctor to listen to you even more so take it past just the, um, past the physical. Like we expect God to listen. Like we pray and we have, um, we come to him to bring something to him to address that's a problem for us. We expect him to be there to listen. Like we expect God to, you know, be sitting by, you know, the prayer hotline like he's like Batman and, J- and Commissioner Gordon gonna call at any moment. Like we want God to answer our prayers and hear him right when we ask for him. Or, you know what I'm saying? And so, or like when you go to the police station, even that's underneath the God, as importance is just like you expect them to listen to your problem and, you know what I'm saying, address your problem from what they heard versus like, you know, nobody doesn't want to be not listened to, but we always not listening to somebody else. That's bad English. But anyway, it's just like, you know what I'm saying? We don't want to give that courtesy to anybody else. Well, if we're children of God and we always expect God to listen, we're supposed to be good listeners as well. Because a lot of times um, I heard somebody say that um, uh, at times a a good question is better than a, a good answer. Because a lot of times you give that person the opportunity to talk and, and, and say what there's going on with them. A lot of times that solves their problem. Because a lot of times people don't have anybody to listen to. And I know in the society, um, we look for talk shows. We don't listen, look for listening shows. Like we don't sit there and watch somebody listen. Like we want to hear somebody say something. Or we watch like sports. Now, like sports center is not just the score anymore. We want to hear everybody's opinion to see if it lines up with ours. Like everybody wants to give their opinion. Um, we see here in the Bible in Proverbs 18 and 2, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his own opinion. Like we don't want to hear what other people have to say. We want to express what we have to say. Some people ask you how they doing, so you ask them how they doing, so they can tell you how they're doing. Versus just like, hey man, I'm really concerned about you. Hey, what's going on with you? I ain't heard from you in a minute. So we got to be better listeners. Um, especially like when we pray, like a lot of times we're going through a, a bucket list the things we want God to fix, but we never want to hear what God has to say to us. Like, you know, it's a one-way conversation. Like, you act like God's a vending machine. Like, we put a we put a prayer request in, and he gives us something that we want back. Like, after we hit a couple buttons, oh, yeah, I pray for you, hallelujah, bam, give me what I want. Like, you know what I'm saying? We treat God like that versus just spending time with him and listening to the things that he has to say or listening to, you know what I'm saying, uh, a black dude, you know, I'm talking about comic books, uh, sharing the word of God through that venue that way. Well, you know what I'm saying? We don't want to do those things. We just want the results. Like, you know what I'm saying? But we want to be heard at the same time. But as children of God, we have to be like our father and listen to other people. And that's something big that we have to learn how to do. You're supposed to listen two times as much as you talk. That's what your ears show versus your mouth. And even still, if we go further in Proverbs 18 and go to verse 13, it is one gives an answer before he hears it is his folly 
and shame. So it, it talks about this a lot in the Bible about us listening. Like, you know, a lot of times when they had big uh, announcements in the Old Testament, hear ye or hear ye, O Israel, and stuff like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? We're supposed to be listening or hearkening to those calls. So we're going to talk about um, being slow to speak. Um, being able to slow to speak, excuse me. Um, and we can see this again in uh, Proverbs was it, 17 and 27. It says, whoever refrains his words has knowledge. And he who has a cool, uh, cool spirit is a man of understanding. And then in verse 28, it says, even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he's deep in intelligence. So a lot of times we start talking. And, you know, I remember um, me and my wife, when we first got, uh, first were dating, we didn't even get together. I was still trying to, you know what I'm saying, find my way into her life like that. And so, you know, she was trying to fill me out. So she told me, well, you know, you need to buy this book by Joyce Myers called Battlefield of the Mind. And so, you know, I really wanted to be with her. And I was into reading anyway. So I re was reading the book to each other each night until she stopped. And she still hasn't finished reading that book to this day. And it's been like 12, 13 years. So I don't even know what happened. But I ended up finishing the book. But I thought it was really a blessing because it talked about um, this lady. She was... Uh, going to her party and her husband you know he really didn't talk when they went to the social gatherings and so he uh you know he went to the party and like you know the same field of, uh, of work that he had everybody was talking about you know this that and the third about their job and so his wife was looking at him like nudging like say something say something and so when they got in the car to go home she was like they were they were talking about the same job you were and uh you know, you were way better at what, you know, had more to give to the conversation than they did, but you didn't say anything. He was like, because now they know nothing I know, but I know everything that they know. And so a lot of times it's good to be reserved because again, like, you know, we give opinions too fast. I remember, um, like you think about, um, you know, even like against the R. Kelly situation, you think about Ray Rice with his situation. Remember before we saw the video, like how we judged the whole situation it wasn't really a big deal but then after we saw the video we were like oh man like we got to put him in jail but we were so quick to judge the first time without the evidence but the video made our judgment change and so a lot of times we speak out of turn without knowledge that like we're so quick to give our opinion like you know what i'm saying but our opinion is only guided by the understanding that we have but nobody wants to wait for wisdom understanding and knowledge we just want to start talking and you know even a fool, if you sit back in the back and don't say anything, you get all the knowledge from everybody else. You can leave out the room smarter than when you came in there because you learned something. Like we pass judgments about people because of snippets that we hear from them in a song, or we hear like snippets from a, a, you know, you know, an interview they've done, or, or just a, a, a clip of you know a picture of their tweets that they make. And we judge a whole person, whether good or bad, off of a little bit of information that we have versus just letting the spirit lead us. And letting us grow in, in wisdom. Because a lot of times we don't want to wait. We just want to talk. Like we let our, like you know what I'm saying. We need to buy like two pairs of shoes when we go to Foot Locker or something like that. We need two for our feet, two for our mouth. Because we need one shoe for each lip. Because all we do is run our mouth. Like you know what I'm saying. Everything is like, you know, we got to give our stance on it. But everybody doesn't need a stance all the time. Like you know what I'm saying. There's a lot of stuff that we give stance on. Like, just be honest. It's a little hanging fruit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's easy to talk about the pedophile on, that was in the news. Like, yeah, but you don't want to say nothing to the guy next door about, you know, sharing the gospel with them. 
you just want to keep walking past them, but you want to talk junk about everybody else. Or you want to talk about why this church isn't good and why this one isn't good. Instead of just trying to have a conversation and realize, you know, because I used to do that too, like judging people and saying everything out of my mouth. Like, it's always funny. It's easy to judge somebody about a certain type of sin when you don't know anybody like that. But if one of your kids were like that, would you talk about them like that? Probably not. Like, you know what I'm saying? If it was your spouse, would you talk about them like that? Like, you know, what's the guy, Hosea, when his wife was uh, sleeping around? I bet you he didn't have the same comments about prostitutes when his wife was doing it. It's always easy to talk about stuff when you're disconnected from it. And like, when people give such harsh opinions, it's an easy sign to show you're not really connected and you're not really ministering to those people. Like, let's think about if Jesus was walking around, coming down from heaven, being perfect, and had everything to say about what everybody was doing wrong. He didn't come just to do that. He came to fix it. And he came to help and uh, give people freedom in him. Not just necessarily show them, okay, you're wrong, because we're all wrong. Like, you know what I'm saying? We gossip so easily. We say things about people we don't even know. But if we saw them in person, like, you know what I'm saying? We wouldn't say the same thing. Not saying that we're scared of them, but you don't, you're not inhuman. Like, you're just going to say mean stuff just to be mean. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, we do this thing because we don't know these people. We just talk random and ramble on and on about stuff versus having conversations that mean something. Or, you know what I'm saying, conversations with people that will really change their life. Like, you know what I'm saying, versus just like, oh, man, well, I'm just going to talk about this because this, that, and the third. Well, this is what I don't like, so everybody has to hate it. Like, you know what I'm saying, we need to slow down with how much we speak about random things. And the last part we're going to talk about today is like, slow to anger. And a lot of times, anger stems from the fact of not getting our way or, you know, or not being hurt. Um, you know, we get mad, like, you know, everybody loves God as long as everything's going fine. But when we start praying because something's going wrong and stuff ain't moving, we get angry with God. Like, if people don't move fast enough, we get angry with them. We get mad at people in traffic, knowing good and well that, you know, traffic is the same day, time every day, especially like living in the 757. You know when the shipyard get out, there's about to be some traffic. And you want to get mad because everything's moving slow. Or you late for work and you mad because everybody else ain't going, uh, or moving the way you want them to, like you have a, a, a choreographed ballet, like everybody's supposed to just move out the way. Like, you know what I'm saying? We usually get angry when things don't go our way, um, especially in a conversation. Like, you know, when you witness to somebody that doesn't believe the same thing as you, we get angry. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, goodwill, we didn't always believe the same things that we believe now either. And we had to grow into it. And a lot of times, like, you know, my brother used to tell me that a lot. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you start getting angry, that means you're putting yourself in there. You're not relying on the spirit. You're relying on yourself. So you're exhausted or you've exhausted yourself and you're not seeing results and you're not seeing reciprocity. So now you're upset. Like, you know what I'm saying? You give energy, you get positive energy. You want your positive energy back. But everybody's not going to believe the same thing that you believe. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's the truth. Like, everybody don't want Christ, which is a shame, but it's the truth. Like, you know what I'm saying? And some people are not going to see it the same way that you see it. And not going to see it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you might be the one that plants and somebody else might water that seed. How to get the increase. But we want all of it right in one second. Like, you know, you put the plant in the ground, you expect corn to pop up right there. So it's just like, you know, we get angry and frustrated. But it's a lack of patience a lot of times with people. Like, you know, your job is to deliver. Like, you know what I'm saying? I've had the mailman drop off bills in my house that was substantial. Like, they were, they were, they were up there. And you know what I'm saying? you know 
he never knew what they were. His job was just to deliver the mail. So he just delivered it and walked off. The same thing with you. If you're delivering Christ to somebody and they don't want it, what they do with that envelope and that letter, that's up to them. Like you just did what God told you to do and delivered it. So a lot of times we take things too personal as far as like when we say something, because we act like, you know, you know, people weren't mad with Jesus when he was talking about the things of heaven. And then like, you know what I'm saying? And you know, people let them him know what they thought of what he said. But Jesus just walked off a couple times. Alright. He told him to kick the dust off your shoes. So we're gonna continue this conversation a little bit more because the book of James talks about like controlling our tongue. We might just hang out in the book of James for a while too. Um, I appreciate y'all listening. A couple of in-house things. Um, we also are sharing the videos on YouTube if you want to find us up there. Also, if this podcast has been a blessing to you, um, please share it with other people um, so we can, um, you know, be an effective witness to other people or be a blessing or, you know what I'm saying, you give somebody something to laugh at. Um, again, continue to listen to um, Rick's podcast on Fridays. Um, the last two he did was... Uh, Mike Tyson one, that one was dope, and the one about Jamaica was dope too. I don't know about me snorkeling, I'd probably be still wherever that water was. I'm part of the, uh, you know, probably singing back around to Sebastian and Little Mermaid or something because I sure enough can't swim. So, um, yeah, please check those out. Um, if you like to support, um, whether it's sharing, um, send us a voice message, like we like to pray for you and all that good stuff. Um, if you would like to support the channel financially so we can get some better equipment. That would be dope as well. But if not, like, you know what I'm saying? The fact that you're listening is really blessing us so much. Like, it, I'm excited to actually do these things. Um, we'll continue talking about um, dealing with the tongue. We're also going to finish doing the uh, Mistress of Death, Scrooge McDuck. Uh, uh, Mistress Death versus Scrooge McDuck. Scrooge McDuck versus Mistress Death. I said it backwards. Um, on Psalms 49, um, we're going to continue doing that one. But again, um, this has been Brothers of Thunder Podcast. I hope y'all are blessed for the rest of the day, blessed for the rest of the year, blessed for the rest of your life, because um, I'm just rambling randomly, saying things. But God bless y'all. Y'all have a good day. To be continued on Tomorrow's The Transformers.